You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our meditation on this Thanksgiving Eve comes from two separate Bible verses. The first is Ephesians 5.20, where Paul says, Always give God the Father thanks for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The second comes from Psalm 81, verse 10. God is speaking, and this is what he says. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. So far, our text. In just a few short hours, another Thanksgiving Day will cover our nation like whipped cream on pumpkin pie. AAA predicts that 53.4 million Americans will drive or fly over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house they go. But what in the world is so unique about this particular holiday that gets so much attention? Why is it so special in the hearts and minds of so many? Well, some, I suppose, would say that family is the driving force behind Thanksgiving. Others, though, uh, might say and give a shout out to food or football or Black Friday or Cyber Monday or, or simply a nice extended weekend. But I believe that at the heart and soul of America's favorite holiday is something else entirely because if you strip away all of the hoopla and the stuffing and the shopping, if you boil Thanksgiving down to its most basic uh, element, its core, what makes it tick, what you are left with are two words. And those words are gratitude and debt. After all, by definition, a day of national Thanksgiving must be about gratitude. And gratitude ha has to do with being in debt, being beholding to someone who's not you. A nice person opens the door for you. As you go into Target, you are indebted to them. Thank you, you say. Or you receive a gift, or a coworker compliments your outfit, or a shopper lets you go ahead of them in line, or your sister lets you have the last piece of pecan pie. Once more, you are indebted. So what comes out of your mouth? Thank you, you say. Thankfulness, gratitude have always, all, always been about being in debt. All right, well, so tomorrow, you and yours will be part of some 200 million Americans sitting down to voice their gratitude, collectively saying thank you. But who will be the recipient of this uh, national load of thank yous? To whom or what are Americans indebted these days? To whom exactly should they address their thank you card? You may have noticed that I chose two different Bible verses as the basis of tonight's sermon, but only because I couldn't decide which one I liked uh, the most, so I threw them both uh, into the pot. 
But each of these verses makes no bones about who is responsible for any piece or shred of goodness that you enjoy in your life. Ephesians 5.20, Paul says, Always give God the Father thanks for everything. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, in other words, Paul says, you owe God for everything, so for goodness sake, say thank you. Second verse from Psalm 81.10, that's a little more obscure. Maybe some of you have never really heard this verse before. Perfect for thanksgiving. God says, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide so that I may fill it. Love that. God just doesn't throw you a couple of thanksgiving tidbits. God crams blessings into your life until your life can't hold uh, anymore. Both Paul and the psalmist knew that God is the giver of all good things. Interestingly enough, Abraham Lincoln knew this too which is exactly why on March 30th, 1863, in the middle of the Civil War, no less, Lincoln signed the executive order making Thanksgiving Day a national holiday. Listen to why he did it. Lincoln says, We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven, but we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace, and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us and we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own it's pretty much a mind blower that in the middle of the worst war in our nation's history not knowing whether the union would prevail President Lincoln believed that it was of supreme importance to count his blessings, to give God both credit and thanks for his blessings, and then encourage all Americans, both then and now, to do the same. My question is, well, how many in our nation tomorrow will be able to put aside you know, family and food and football and shopping just for a few moments and acknowledge that, yes, they are indebted to God that they owe him for their blessings, both great and small. And then, then how many will take the time to breathe and voice their sincere gratitude? Will you remember to do this? Will I? I'm going to be honest now. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about the connection between gratitude and debt tonight is I recently came across a couple of articles about Generation Z, or the I-Generation, sometimes they're called. Generation Z includes those born between 1995 and 2012. They succeed the millennials, and they're the final generation of the 1900s. They are the most educated and digital and connected generation to date. However, they are also described as being the most entitled. Said the writer of a 2016 uh, online article in Lifestyle magazine, he wrote and said this, he said, the biggest criticism of Generation Z is that they are an entitled group who expect people to cater to them. This narcissistic entitlement leads them to believe that good things will come their way simply because they deserve them. 
That bothers me. <laughs> and it should bother you too because entitlement makes saying thank you unnecessary. Entitlement is kryptonite to gratitude. Entitlement says, I'm so great, I deserve all the good stuff. I'm so great, God should give me even more. I'm so great, ha, huh, why should I say thank you to him? Which is not what the Bible teaches at all. The Bible teaches the opposite. Open your mouth wide, God says, so I can fill it. Always give God the Father thanks uh, for everything. God is the giver of every blessing, and he fills you up simply because he loves you, not because you deserve it. Sinful you, sinful me, we don't deserve anything at all. But there's a whole generation out there who don't believe this anymore, tell me what you believe. There was once a, a little boy who offered up a Thanksgiving Day prayer for the family. This is what he prayed. Dear God, this is Jimmy. Thank you for Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the holidays. Thank you for turkey and dressing and mom and dad and even for my little sister, even though sometimes she can be a pain. Thank you for books and TV and video games and for loving us. Oh, yeah, and take care of yourself, God, because without you, we're sunk. Amen. That's an awesome Thanksgiving prayer. Hit the nail on the head. I encourage you to use it with your family uh, tomorrow. You could even shorten it up. Just remember these words. Dear God, thank you for everything, because without you, we're sunk. Amen. That's right on. Give God thanks tomorrow because you're sunk without him. Every good thing you have and enjoy comes from him on loan, from him to you, as long as you have earthly breath. So thank him tomorrow for your spouse and your kids and your grandkids. Thank him tomorrow for your health and your job and your mortgage and your toys, and your paycheck, and the overpriced turkey this year. Thank him for Jesus, and your hard-won forgiveness that cost you nothing. Thank him for heaven's open door, because that cost you nothing to, in fact, in the end, tomorrow there's only one thing to which you are entitled, and that's to give God your deepest and most sincere and most heartfelt thank you. Amen. And the peace in Christ which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We sing. <laughs>